So something wild fan Michael Carrier wrote in recently and he said, hey, if possible, could you do a program about identifying some of the more common sounds you hear at dusk or at night in New Hampshire? We sure can. Yeah, but I think it's best if we step outside first. Oh, and by the way, I'm Chris Martin from New Hampshire Audubon. And I'm Dave Anderson from the Forest Society. So here we are, a typical evening scene, any town, New Hampshire. A screen door slams in the distance. A jake break startles a neighbor's dog. The weekend warrior fires up her motorcycle. But as the evening settles in and human sounds fade away, we can better hear the natural world. Nothing rustles in the wind like our deciduous trees. Ooh, there's a barn owl. And Coyote's trying to locate her pack. There's a whippoorwill trying to locate a mate. And the red fox is staking out his territory. But there's something else. Do you hear it? Uh, I think so. Well, let's strip out all the other sounds. There. Crickets. Yeah, if ever there was a sound that signifies August for me, it's crickets. Nathaniel Hawthorne described it as audible stillness. He once wrote that if moonlight could be heard, it would sound just like that. Audible stillness. I like that because the crickets are kind of the heralds of autumn, the slowing frenzy of the natural world as it begins to prepare for the torpor of the colder months. I think there's about a dozen species of crickets in New Hampshire. Yeah, and I want to talk about one, the snowy tree cricket. Okay. But before we talk about the snowy, we have to talk about Dole Bear's Law. Uh, what's that? Amos Emerson Dole Bear. He was a physics professor at Tufts University around the turn of the last century, and he was almost famous for something else. Radio. The Rick Ganley of his day, huh? Oh, not exactly. I mean, he actually invented the first telephone receiver, technology which Marconi would later use in his experiments with radio transmissions. Hang on, what does any of this have to do with crickets? Well, Dolbeer discovered that the chirps of the snowy tree cricket correlated directly with the ambient temperature. You mean when it's hotter, the snowy chirps faster? And when it's cooler, the chirps slow down. In fact, they do so predictably. So you can tell the temperature by counting the chirps. No kidding. No, count the number of chirps in 14 seconds and then add 40. Uh, I guess that makes sense when you think about it. Their metabolism probably slows down when the temperature dips. Yeah, we don't often think about it, but insects are cold-blooded, so they're very susceptible to temperature swings. And doubly so, because these guys are pretty small. Yeah, they're about half an inch, maybe three quarters of an inch long. And they don't look anything like the field cricket. Right, the field cricket is what most of us think of when we imagine a cricket. It's this big, chunky, black grasshopper-like thing. But the snowy is green, delicate, with translucent wings. And it's those wings that create their signature sound. I thought they used their legs. Well, no, they actually rub the edge of one wing against the wrinkles on the flat side of their other wing, and they position themselves carefully on a leaf for maximum amplification. And of course, the reason they make all these noises are what, the usual ones? Yeah, sparring among the males, warning of danger like a predator. Or maybe a sleep-starved entomophobe. And of course, for mating. So the eggs they're fertilizing right now, they'll deposit into tiny holes that they drill into the bark of trees. And they just stay dormant there all winter? Well, don't we all? When it comes to New Hampshire's flora and fauna, whether it's a creepy, crawly, or lumbering leviathan, we'll tell you what we know. And we'll make up the rest. I'm Dave Anderson. And I'm Chris Martin. Something Wild is a joint production of New Hampshire Audubon 
the Society for the Protection of New Hampshire Forests, and NHBR.